1: All right. My name is Rafael Caleb, and this is The Boldness Disability Current Affairs. The Boldness is about standing up for your human rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. And our guest tonight is Vanessa Jo Natale. She was the winner of the 2019 Stella Young Award. Welcome to the show, Vanessa.
2: Thank you. Hello.
1: And how are you tonight, Vanessa?
2: I'm good, a little bit of a sore throat, but I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, we're very, very glad that you've made it into the studio. Now, tell us about your journey into creativity leading up to the Stella Young Award.
2: Yeah. um, So, I am very, very new to the disability art community. Um, So... Um, winning this award kind of um it kind of confer- helped me sort of confirm my identity as someone with a disability as well as um made me realize that um whatever I was writing or creating or researching, I wanted it to be about um um the the place and value we um ascribe to disabled people in australia and in, in, and globally. So that was, that it's really, it's helped me realise that that's my main priority in my art practice, yeah.
1: Right, so we're going to do a little bit of clarification here. Sure, yep. Now, when you say that relatively new to the disabled word world, that, is that because, like, we did you have creativity <laughs> before three years ago or was it afterwards?
2: Yeah. So, um, I've, I've always written, I've always written and, um, I've always been interested in, um, storytelling and whatnot, but, um, it, that the sort of disability element, the sort of, um, recognizing that within the human rights community and within, um, uh, uh, the queer community and, um. Um, and uh, people of color, those kinds of communities, in that in all that, those forms of advocacy, the, the the sort of intersection with disability um, and other um, identities was really lacking. Um, so it's only in in um, since I have been my autism was picked up on that I have recognised that. We need to connect the dots a little bit more um, in um, the sort of advo- advocacy that we're, we're doing, um, and so that's how my creative practice became also about disability advocacy as well. Yeah.
1: Yep. Sure. So, what's your creative practice? Is it is it writing, or is it music, or is it drama? Sure. Or is it storytelling? Is it? They're all different. different disciplines
2: yeah um so i i work across a few things um i i'm i, I guess i'm i would I, i'm like a, a student journalist um as well as a uh writer and playwright um and just recently gotten into a bit of acting um so yeah that's they're the fields i um and and comedy. They're the fields that I kind of am interested in, yeah.
1: Right. Okay, now, is it from a writing perspective, mm-hmm. a number of your articles are being published in Farago. Yeah, yeah. I came across one of them, and it was going behind the scenes of rape culture. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did you find writing about a topic like this?
2: Um... If are you referring to the one about the the colleges? Yep, with yeah. the with the colleges.
1: Yeah, with Queens College.
2: Um, so I, I find that um, sort of institutionalized, sort of sexual violence um, is the, the the sort of the onus of responsibility. Um, it, it's quite it's it's deflected. No one really it's it, when i was when i was asking questions it was always well that that's a problem that so and so needs to address and then you ask that so and so and it's it's oh well that's a, that's their responsibility so everyone kind of was passing the buck around and it it made me realize when you're dealing with institutions and you're dealing with cri- the crimes that are happening within them um the sort of they, that that bureaucracy element allows them to sort of um make sure that the that no one person is held accountable for anything yeah
1: yeah sure and like and that's actually quite off well i've actually found that in quite a number of organizations it's very difficult to actually pin one person down where does this responsibility actually does like now Relating this to the Stella Young Award, yeah, the Stella Young Award is that Stella Young was an incredible entertainer, activist. She called the shots for what she actually thought. Yes, yeah. Was this one the inspirations for, or inspirations that are really? I don't like using the word. In the word, inspirations in the disability world like that, <laughs> because it actually is a really touchy, touchy, touchy subject. I understand this to all you good people that are actually listening here. Yeah, But Stella Young actually set a standard of saying, this is what it is and we need to call out with what is actually happening there. Was that one of the reasons that you applied for the Stella Young Award because of those inbuilt values?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I think a lot of um just dis- unfortunately a lot of disabled people they they just just because we want to be heard we fall into the the trap of um I'm going to tell I'm going to frame my story as an inspirational one and and cuz that is the only way that the able-bodied world is willing to listen but with Stella she was like no I I'm not going to do that um and this is why I'm not going to do that um and um i think in her ted talk um on 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 inspiration and disability porn um she she really um subverted all those expectations of, within that speech and that's just um yeah she that that's just yeah that's like what i really value and respect about her yeah
1: yep sure is it Traditionally in the media, Mm -hmm. if it's a story about disability, it usually will go one of two ways. Yes. It goes, this person, utter inspiration, we all should be so grateful this person can actually do things. Yeah. Or it is, this is so sad and tragic, it is horrible. It is never, it's very rarely about the person unless you're on a show like the Boldness Disability Current Affairs. Yeah. And that's truly, truly, truly amazing about what actually does happen with people like Stella Young. And even if I'd like to extend this one out further to people like Carly Finlay, Mm. another one of the great female leaders as far as writing goes is that this is what it is about calling shots, calling everything actually out. It's not really about feeling sorry for the person or actually this person so. It actually detracts from the person is a person first and foremost, and this is how it should be. Yeah. And in the outside world, which I describe as a neurotypical world, yeah. <laughs> they just don't get there.
2: Yeah, it's. We're often sort of the objects of pity, the objects of inspiration. Um, very rarely do we get opportunities to. Um, be the one self-narrating and I think that's what Carly Finley and um and Stella were sort of like um that's what they did so well at they're like well this this is this is how I live this is my experience and I'm not going to I'm not going to sanitize it for you I'm not going to paint it in a way that that serves you any value this is how my experience of this this thing has been um Uh, take it or leave it yeah
1: yeah sure now as a person that would you like to tell us about your disability or would you like to talk about on how this actually made a difference or did it change anything or
2: yeah yeah so um i'm on the autism spectrum um whether it's it's debatable whether people consider it a disability or not there's certainly is disabling elements of being an autistic person in a neurotypical world, um, but um, um, to simply see um, autism as something that is patho- uh, is like a, a, a perceiving autism as a defect or something that needs to be cured is um, super pro- problematic in my opinion. So. Um, well, I, I do ident- identify as um, a woman with a disability. Um, it's, it's it's always good to clarify that autism is a lot more nuanced. Um, and um, in terms of my identity um, as an autistic woman and winning this award, um, I, I dealt I dealt with a lot of shame and was quite secretive um, about having autism. Um, it wasn't. Something I wanted people to know for a long, for a long time, Um, and there has been research, I think, into this, and it shows that um, people on the spectrum who conceal um, to conceal the fact that they are um, can experience um, higher rates of suicidality and depression. Um, So, winning this award um, and you know being out to people as an autistic person that sort of hyper visibility um i think it it's um it's it's made it easier for me to take up space i think as someone with autism yeah
1: sure now is that before we have a couple of community announcements we're going to have a another one further question sure and the question really is that on the twenty. 9th of June at the Art Centre, where disability pride was shown. Yeah. Now, a well-known disability activist, producer, Lucy McFarlane, in her speech, she actually referred to that deep-seated shame which people with disability can often feel. But she also said that there's a lot of strength in numbers, that she felt strongest when she had was surrounded by her friends. And... I'm going to share something with you too, Vanessa. I'm also on the autism spectrum, so (laughs) that makes two of us. Yeah. And so I guess you're in a very fortunate position on this particular show that being particularly friendly about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that what actually happened, though, is that when you found out you had the autism, did that actually really significantly impact on your identity as a person in life like pre and diagnosis from a medical point of view and after what you'd like to do
2: yeah yeah definitely and um so we 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 now know i think we're, we're becoming much more aware that um detecting autism in women non-binary people and transgender people um i think more so we're realizing for women that um it's it's more undetected and it's. I think it's so important for people to realize that they are. They do have. They are the neuro, neurological minority because otherwise, you go a large portion of your life thinking, "What? What is going on here? What these like norms and these sort of ways of communicating and interacting with others are so alien to me? What it's you feel." Like there is something wrong with yourself until you know that you have autism and you're just you're that's what you you're just the way your way of processing things is just not how the majority the neurotypicals are. So that's from that perspective. That's why it's so important. Yeah,
1: it certainly is. Now, this is the Boldness Disability Current Affairs. We're talking with Vanessa, Joe, Natale. Who was the winner of the 2019 Stella Young Award? We're about to take some community announcements and we'll be back with a very special guest on the telephone call. call. And if we're ready to take some community announcements, that will be fantastic.
0: It's not too late to donate. It. It's not too late to donate. It. It's not too late. To donate to 3CR Radiothon, 94198377, or check our website, 3cr.org.au.
1: But that was lady MJ Warrior. Now, one of the things about having a disability, what's your actual superpower? Well, a lot of people who um, have a disability, they do develop a superpower of some type of description. For example, a lot of people with autism... They can become very creative, for example.
2: There's this phrase that a a group of autistic people that I've been working with um, come up with. It's called autistic stubbornness. And I think I definitely identify with that. I don't know whether you would call that a superpower, but I'm definitely very... I can be very stubborn and persistent in things. So I don't know whether that's a strength or a weakness. It's probably both.
1: Yeah, but but it certainly can be both, and it is very, very difficult um, to actually go through. But the stubbornness is one of those things that it actually makes a difference, and it makes a huge difference in the community. Vanessa, as you were the winner of the 2019 Stella Young Award, I was hoping to get Madeline Little, who was the winner of the 2018 Stella Young Award, Talking directly with you, what well, has actually happened here, and we've got a technical hiccup, so we can't actually go down that line. <laughs> well, that's alright,
2: that would have been lovely. Um, I'd I, I love to have spoken to him, but
1: another time, I guess. Having the stubbornness is how it relates to actually making that actual difference. Is that if you didn't have the stubbornness there, it actually helps the resilience.
2: The stubbornness of autistic people is often perceived as a um, as, as
1: a, a character deficit, but
2: I think it's it, it does make people it does make us more resilient. It does make us more persistent, and um, we 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 can, we produce tangible results often as a result of it. Um, where. Our neurotypical counterparts may have given up a lot sooner.
1: <laughs> well, they might have now. Is that one of the things that you mentioned was developing to acting? Now, is that is, do you see yourself as actually writing plays? Do you see yourself as actually a performer or a way to actually express some of the ways that some of the topics you may write about or a way to actually reach a much wider audience? than actually just having it written on paper.
2: Yeah, well, I think what drew me to writing plays and acting is that you're able to take a reality that you see out in the real world that other people might not be actually seeing and you get to put it in front of other people and maybe over-dramatise it and show people what they're actually being like on the outside. And I I really like... I really like the idea of holding a mirror up at the audience and it's, that's particularly powerful when you're looking at things like ableism and um, sort of unconscious biases and whatnot.
1: Well, that was something I of how, upon how I started to move into not just from writing, radio and writing. Yep was that I'd intentionally moved into things like there's recorded some songs and music. I chose particular topics to write about mm-hmm. and I came involved with the drama world as well because it was an easier way for me to actually connect with a much wider group of people Yeah, because 50% of people are functionally illiterate. That's neither really here or there, but provided it was in an audio form or... or with subtitles so it reaches our deaf and hard of hearing community I was able to connect with far more people than I would be otherwise
2: yeah yeah definitely Um, it is it is a much more accessible medium give and give the deaf community Um, yeah yeah
1: it certainly is but one of the people that you did meet when you won the award Mm -hmm. is that I was very very privileged I had to opportunity to talk with Vanessa one-on-one on the night she won the award and I found out that you actually saw a play called Little Brother Big Sister.
2: Yes yeah by Michael. Yeah. Michael Toomey. Yes um, the, his play on um, his experience um, with schizophrenia yeah.
1: Yeah well there's a little bit of a twist to this one too is that I'm not too sure if you're aware of this, um, Vanessa, is that when I introduced you, mm-hmm. Michael has actually has got, Michelle has actually got some huge news, and that play, which we're referring to, called Little Brother, Big Sister, it is a guaranteed season at La Mama Theatre in 2020.
2: Oh, wow, congratulations to Michael. That, that's amazing. Oh, I'm very, very proud for him. Um oh. well,
1: Well, that's why I actually connected the two of you because when you're talking about drama, it's actually having the dream, the creativity, that if it can happen with someone like with Michelle, who's very, very talented, doing a number of plays, it might be something that you might like to connect with to actually have a chat about the whole experience, about how to go from writing a play or performing it to actually getting it into one of the big theatres like La Mama.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's like when I was speaking to him, he wasn't sure whether he was going to get a season, so that's really really terrific to hear. It that is it a guaranteed
1: is. season. Yeah. And I know when it is that will be in April or May next year.
2: Okay. We'll, we'll have to send maybe an advert out to your listeners to go and see that one.
1: Oh, I said we certainly are. Mm. Now, Vanessa, we're actually sadly running a little bit down on time and there's so many things I would actually like to discuss. What is the big thing as winner of the 2019 Stella Young Award? What is it? How do you think this is going to... What's the big thing that you'd want to make a difference, the one thing that you want to do?
2: Um, So... I've just started to put expressions of interest out for a dis- a disabled theatre company um, at my university called Actually Diverse Theatre. Um, and the idea of this theatre company is to get a bunch of people with a range of different disabilities into a room and just to get them talking about... Um, what their experience of disability has been, how people have perceived them, um, what barriers they've faced, and really um, focus on um, allowing them to tell... uh, ..giving them the control over how they want to tell that story. Um, So I'm I'm hoping to develop this theatre company um, next year and, um, and by winning this award... Um, it's kind of given that a bit more, um, authenticity and a bit of backing, um, so, yeah, that's what moving forward I'm planning on working on.
1: Well, yeah. Vanessa, is that how can people actually get in contact with you if you'd like to give out some contact details?
2: Sure. So um, I, I'm receiving expressions of interest on at my email, um, which is all lowercase vdi at au. Yeah. <sighs>
1: And that will be the best way to actually get in contact with you, especially if people like to actually donate money if you're having a crowdfunding thing, or even if you're a business and you'd like to align yourself a bit more with the disability community. And that's about all we've got time for. I'd like to thank very much. Vanessa John winner of the 2019 Stella Young Award, for coming into the studio. Thank you very much for your time, Vanessa.
2: Thank you for having me and for your wonderful questions.
1: <laughs> much appreciated for that, Vanessa. Thank you very much to Darren from Ruminations for coming to panel. Much appreciated. FinMe will be back with me in the studio in July. The next show, which The Boldness has, is on the 31st of July. I'll be hosting with Gazam. Keep listening to Completed by Lovely. We're going to go out with a song called Keep On Fighting by Lady MJ Warrior. Thank you very much. Keep listening to 3CR.
0: Hey, there must be a way to end the confused solitude state Permanent missions, never any wounds teeth all scarred, no one has a clue Torn with the toxic injection in my store Walk with the tarnish infected in my thoughts All these ducks feel like pathetic wars Raunting feasts, infected, smiles, wars I'm not sure who cares anymore I'm forgotten like a lonely ghost I on a embedded on my soul, it's a female pattern. A dark boys on my blood tree. I've been abandoned there's no one got enough for me. Chats and his tortures, empty dungeon of my thoughts. Mentally ruined.